Are you as annoyed with the FDA as we are? Then you, my friends, are in the right place because we're going to spend like a solid hour, maybe an hour and a half, doing almost nothing but being hypercritical of the FDA and their treatment of electronic cigarettes and vapor products, right? I mean, right. yes, yes, <laughs> correct. Well, welcome everybody back to, welcome to, or welcome back to TBN. This is where we uh, we report the news, damn it. We report the news and advocacy, give our hot takes on some news as it relates to the world of vaping, what we do, tobacco, tobacco control, tobacco harm reduction, nicotine, smoking, science, and the such as. I'm your uh, bad libertarian host, uh, Grim Green, joined by my far left fact checker, President of CASA, no big deal. It's Danielle Jones. I know. What's up? What's up? I'm Danielle a pretty Jones? bad far left <laughs> Marxist. Yeah. Yeah. If you're a bad libertarian, I'm a bad progressive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. True facts. I think we're both on the same scale of. of yeah, badness. we did that test that we did one that time. Test. Yeah, the political compass test. Yeah, 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 and we're like in the same vicinity. But like boop boop. Like just a little off. Yeah, you're you're a little bit more like anarchy than i am like <laughs> yeah, no, so, no 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 a little more libertarian no, no, no. a little bit more libertarian but not much and that's okay well i appreciate you guys all being there we're gonna get uh this is where the truth butter flows freely over here on tbn we're gonna be talking about uh like we said fda i'm gonna mention something about the philippines we got some petitions and some uh you know testimonials and the such as to do but mostly like i said today's all about fda and this 55,000 vape applications, these PMT applications that were not rejected, uh, denied. Were denied. And there's a difference to this that I guess we'll get into as well. It's just, you know, we're not big fans of the FDA and how they've been handling this. I'm not a huge fan of the FDA in general, but I'm especially critical of the way they handle e-cigarettes. And this is a thing that has been brewing since... 2000 when was the first 2013 14 14 was the i think first so ones. yeah since then this has just been growing and brewing and it's been years and years and years and now we're literally like days days away september 9th is like the final day that fda right. has so we're going to go over it we're going to go over what they've been doing we're going to touch on uh synthetic nicotine as well because there are some of these companies some of these vape companies are going to possibly switch to tobacco-free nicotine as what some people are calling a loophole mm -hmm. i don't know that it's that much of a loophole we'll but, talk about it but i guess we'll cross that bridge when we get there anyway you guys welcome thank you for being here thank you for being down to uh fight the good kite fight the good fight and uh stay as informed as you possibly can I would like to start this with my favorite bumper. It's the Newsy Things. I see. I need to have that play a second time. Just I so feel we like can I dance, need right? another dance. We need break. to extend that like, into a yeah. dance break. Yeah, dance break. Give me, for sure. give me two. You know, two runs of it. <laughs> to, yeah, it's, it's over, and I'm like, oh man, it I is. just got a little taste. It's so great and funky. You just want to hear it twice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Testimonials. How important are testimonials, Danielle Jones? That's right. Um, They're very important. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you don't even need to ask me. Yeah. Kassad does testimonials. You guys have been collecting testimonials on the Kassad site since the beginning. 
Oh God, like for a long time. time. Yeah. yeah, for a real long time. Real Years. Long time. In addition to those testimonials, there's the RightToVape.org, which is a t- testimonial petition for the World Health Organization ahead of COP9 coming up this November. This is one of those things that's open to literally everybody, literally the world. That's one that we should all be signing. Right to switch. Again, this is a petition that we're all getting behind for the World Health Organization ahead of COP9 this year. Fun update, by the way. I think Fun I spoke, update. I spoke to you about the righttovape.org uh, URL had been blocked by Facebook and we were ah, having issues. Yes. It is now unblocked. Unblocked. Un- okay, yeah, that was weird. Share that URL on Facebook now. So Facebook was blocking righttovape.org from being posted yeah. on the platform. Yeah, anywhere. Private anywhere. messages, posts, groups, none of it. But we believe we've run some tests and there was some backroom channeling and it appears to be fixed now. So okay. share was away. There any, was there any like resolution with Facebook on this or was it just suddenly this works now? Um, I believe that like somebody contacted somebody who knew somebody and then emails were sent and then it worked. Okay. That's all. That's all I got for you. It's yeah. I don't even, I think it's robots at Facebook. I don't even know. So algorithms and bots. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to keep up with, uh, big tech platforms. It is. And there's like, it's not like there's a phone number you can call. Like, hi, I'm having an issue. Yeah. You can't call. It's it's, it's the same thing with YouTube. It's like, well, I'm having this issue. I guess that's it. (laughs) Guess I can't do anything. (laughs) Guess I can't do anything. Guess I no. can't do anything. Well, that's good. I'm glad it's back on. Glad it's back on back on Facebook. In fact, I was, I ran across, a, an entire subreddit. This is something I wanted to share with everybody. I know that Danielle Jones has been getting on the Reddit a little bit lately. I've been on the Reddit for a very mistakes. long time. It's good times over there. No, it's good times over there. But there is a subreddit that is literally just dedicated to testimonials. It's called My yeah. Switch Story. You go over to our My Switch Story because someone had posted their switching story in the ECR subreddit, the Electronic Cigarette subreddit. Okay. And it got a lot of responses. And, you know, it's a real good story. I'm going to read it right now because this guy's got a great switching story. But then someone suggested, hey, why don't you cross post this over to my switching story where we're collecting global switching stories uh, on Reddit verified like through the users Mm-hmm. So they weed out things like throwaway accounts and stuff like this. Yeah, yeah, I think that's really cool. I'm on Reddit all the time, and I had no idea that this existed. Um, and it's, you know, like it says, it's just packed full of, uh, I don't know, if you ever need a pick-me-up when you feel like, you know, the FDA is going to pull vaping out from underneath everybody, you can go read some success stories, and that gives me a little bit of like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, vaping still works. Okay. Yep. Good. Good. Yep. <laughs> Good. Uh, and so this guy said, from a pack-a-day smoker to a full-time vapor, a relatively cheap success story. He starts off, he thanks everybody in the subreddit. Um, he says, first, many thanks to the awesome people in this forum who helped me out a few weeks ago. I posted about how 5% jewel pods were making me dog shit sick. And I almost went back to smoking American spirits because I didn't want to die while trying to quit smoking. He thinks he was ingesting too much nicotine. 
mm. in the subreddit sort of steered him in the right way. He says, instead, I came on here and I told my tale and the woe of responses I got saved my ass and my wallet. I was a pack a day smoker, sometimes more for a very long time. I quit cold turkey in 2009 and then I picked it back up again like an asshole. Mm. <laughs> so when I decided we've to quit again, I, we've, look, we've all been there. I, I remember the moments pretty exactly when you had been paused for smoking for a while mm -hmm. and you mm -hmm. pull out that first cigarette and you're like, it's happening. Yeah. I'm, I'm, it's, for me, goes. I was just like, fuck it. Here it goes. <laughs> and you're like, I'm smoking again. I'm back yep. on it. I remember that feeling. He said, so when I decided to quit again, I wanted to use a vape, nothing fiddly, nothing wicky, nothing coily, sub -omi, or refillable juicy. Mm. That's some pretty fair. strict. I know. Um, I mean, says, but I get it. Exactly. He says, I want to go into a 7-Eleven and buy a pod like I used to buy a pack, uh, you know, a pack of cigarettes. He says, I'm a lazy bastard American and I wanted to walk into a 7-Eleven and buy a pod like I used to buy a pack of cigarettes. Mm -hmm. He said, as I said, Jewel made me want to feel like I die. So several people on here explained uh, that I was literally poisoning myself with 5% nicotine. I don't know that that's a possibility, but I think you can definitely ingest too much nicotine. Sure. And it'll make yeah. you feel like shit and yeah, sick. Absolutely. I've done that. Yeah. When I first started vaping, I was on 36 milligram traditional nicotine and I was vaping so frequently because I didn't want to have a cigarette that I was over nicking myself, giving myself mm -hmm. headaches, giving myself like upset stomach. Mm -hmm. It can happen. Oh, yeah. It can happen. I um, once accidentally dripped 48 milligram. In a dripper and dripped and vaped it? Yep. Yeah, don't do that. It was an accident. Yeah. Well. You mix yeah, things up look. in your fridge. You, <laughs> you think your DIY you base is your e-liquid. Yep. Things happen. I, look. It was not fun. But I live to tell the tale. Yeah. And really, the worst the worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to hit that once and go, oh, shit. Ugh, never doing that again. I, I went right? back like, like one or worst. two more times thinking Did like, you? wait, what's happening? <laughs> Why is this like, juice so throaty? What is wrong with this? And then after the like second and a half time, I was like, something is very wrong. <laughs> Hold the presses. Wait, is, a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. harsher. Yeah. Way harsher than I remember. And my husband and I both looked at each other and we immediately knew what happened. Because uh, I keep a giant. Milligram. Yeah, I keep a giant jug of my ready to go e-liquid in the fridge. And then we also have a jug of our like pre-mixed like base sure in the, and they accidentally you know traded places and so i was holding a giant you know my big old bottle of 48 <laughs> and i was just dripping away but it it was fine we switched it back out i had yeah. to re-wick real quick yeah. and then everything was okay yeah yeah but that was like it's a yeah, it's a whole mess, a nicotine all at the same time, all at the same time. But then again, you know, people have different nicotine tolerances, needs. Yep. And so mm -hmm. like you'll see this guy say what works for someone, you know, might not work for everybody. And it's really, truly up to the user for this to be successful. You know, your own, you know, needs as far as nicotine goes better than anybody else. Yep. Better than everybody else. Yeah. Um, he says, uh. Uh, he says a few people suggested the Views Alto. This is the first good review I've ever heard of the Views Alto. He says, okay. love at motherfucking draw, my dudes. 
He says, even though I was a heavy smoker, I went with the lowest Nick salt I could find, which was mm-hmm. 18 milligram menthol. Okay. He says, I wasn't a menthol smoker, but for some reason, menthol really works for me in the Alto. I think it's just the throat hit. It could be the flavor. In any case, just to let other smokers out there know, just because you're a hardcore smoker like I was, don't think that you necessarily need the maximum nicotine to get your fix. Again, that this is very goes back true. to don't push yourself. You know when you've had too much nicotine. Yep. <laughs> you find out. You learn that pretty quick when you start vaping. He says it's been 31 days since he had an analog cigarette, blowing through an Alto Views pod a day. He's like, I know. I'm working my way down to half a pod a day. At his Circle K, he did the math. He says at his local Circle K in the Los Angeles area, two packs of two pods of the menthol is $33. Mm-hmm. But this is still cheaper than his American Spirit Lights, which have gone to 10 and $11 per pack. So he's mm-hmm. spending $8 per Views pod which is supposed to be one pack of cigarettes. So it takes his $11 a day habit down to about $4 a day. Switched and is saving money. Didn't Mm -hmm. want to deal with anything fiddly or junky or, you know, fiddly or drippy or wicks and liquids and things like that. I think that speaks volumes to just how great vaping is. And Mm -hmm. there is literally something for everyone. There is. It's like, you want to try this? You don't like that? You want to try this? Okay, you don't like that? You want to try this? Okay, you don't mm-hmm. like that? And it's like, well, what did you not like about that? Oh, okay, try this. What did you not like about that? Okay, try this. There really is something for everybody. Variety is what makes it so successful. Yes. And just because so- you don't like something doesn't mean there aren't going to be 500 people who mm-hmm. aren't going to, you know, that mm-hmm. they may love that. You know what I mean? Variety is the spice of life, my friends. It is in all things. And it makes it makes me crazy when people wouldn't like can't seem to recognize that for harm reduction or for vaping yep. or anything like that. It's yeah. Like, well, even variety that- makes everything better. Mm-hmm. I've even seen people within our own community get start talking a little antsy, in my opinion. They're like, No, you need to vape the way I vape. And I'm like, bro. Yeah, nope. If they like a jewel, you should leave them the heck alone if yeah. they're not smoking. Yeah. If they're not smoking, I don't care. <laughs> 100%. No cares given. No cares given. So, quit switching story. I always love hearing those. And uh, this guy who did it, and he was successful with Reddit, and he went from a jewel to a views alto, and that's what worked for him, man. And now he's smoke-free, and I think that's well fantastic. Done. So, well done. I want to give this guy a proper credit. Uh, user careless ad. Nine three zero, <laughs> careless ad. No, sorry, careless ad. Ninety four thirty. Congratulations on uh, on switching. And yeah. if you guys are out there and you're on Reddit, my switch story. Go tell it. Do it, and you're, you're gonna cool. Do it? You're gonna do it, Danielle. You're gonna head over to Reddit. I am not clicking that again. It was a <laughs> huge mistake. People are mean. No, I'm not going back. Not everybody's mean. See, on Reddit, you just find people like you find anywhere else in the world or like anywhere on any other social media. Yeah, I've never been on a platform, though, where it's like, oh, I'm going to join Twitter today. Mm-hmm. And then I hop on Twitter my first day. And then immediately someone is like, you've only been on here for three hours. Fuck you and everything you say. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, yeah. oh. Yeah. There is that thing on Reddit with age of your account and stuff like that. How are you going to get new people look, if you're going to yell at them the day they know, join? Yeah. I, look, I'm not here to defend all of Reddit. <laughs> Certainly not. Certainly not going to here to defend all of Reddit. But what I am here to defend 
is science. Nick Guy the Science Man. Yeah. Got a little bit of uh, sciencey things here for the last time. Vaping does not cause heart attacks. Just doesn't. No matter no. what Stan Glantz tells you, no. they do not cause heart attacks. The thing that I love about this story is it's very, it's very like a Helena miracle to me in that mm. there was this one study that got done and then everything was kind of based off of it. Yeah. The heart attack thing, it's all based off of one study. Even Stanton's paper is based off of this one study. Mm -hmm. But this one study is insanely methodologically flawed, leaves out huge gaps of data, leaves out entire years of data. But it's still the one study that everybody mm -hmm. keeps referring to when we talk about heart attacks and vaping, despite the people in the study having their heart attacks prior to vaping. So basically, whoops, what? <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. Uh, so this is from Filter Mag. Uh, Kevin Garcia writing for Filter Magazine. Vaping does not cause heart attacks. Study finds refuting previous claims. E-cigarettes are not associated with an increased heart attack incidence among people without a history of smoking combustible cigarettes. Plain as day. And it doesn't... Yep. The, the, you don't have to do any mental gymnastics to come to that conclusion. You go, oh, they're not having a heart attack if they didn't smoke? Oh, okay. That seems to make complete, complete yep. and perfect sense to me. And essentially, so I'm going to try to boil this down. But what you have is a group of people over here saying that vaping causes heart attacks. Mm -hmm. And then you have a group of people over here saying, no, vaping does not cause heart attacks. Mm -hmm. And then this group over here is telling the pro heart attack group, why aren't you using all the data? Mm -hmm. Why aren't you using all the evidence? Why are you leaving years of data completely out of this? Mm -hmm. Why aren't you controlling for smoking? Mm -hmm. And the heart attack people are saying, doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. We don't have to do that. Doesn't matter. It kind of does matter. Yeah, it kind of does matter. It definitely matters. It kind of really very matters. So who we're talking about here is Mike Siegel, University mm -hmm. of California, Berkeley. Siegel's name comes up constantly and frequently. He's a, he's a THR... Guy. Wait, I thought he was Boston Guy. University. Is there two seagulls? This says uh, was Mike it? Siegel. That... Yeah. St it says st uh, Stan Glantz has been Siegel's mentor. Am I crazy? So he's okay. So he's not at the University of California, Berkeley. This study was done at. Okay, okay, okay. I was going to say, Sorry. I thought he was something in Boston. Yes, he is Boston. He is Boston. He is Boston. In fact, hang on. What, let me pause for a second. I forgot that there were super chats coming in. Oh, yeah, do it. And I don't want to uh, not call them out for being so gracious. Dave Lloyd, that's very gracious of you. My, comp my contribution to a never-ending colonoscopy for Michael Bloomberg. Yeah, Ooh. I'll fund that, Dave Lloyd. Yeah. I'll fund that 100%. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher Murdoch, that's very gracious of you. Grim, Canadians, we only have a small time left for the open consultation on banning flavors, September 2nd, and then we pray. Yeah, there is a petition in Canada right now. I'll, I'll put a link to it in the description of this, but he's right. There's only a few more days left for the open consultation on banning flavors in Canada. Jeremy W. in with the Super Chat says, tomorrow's my 10-year vape anniversary. 
Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. That's a long That's time, spectacular. bro. spectacular. Jeremy, and how easy was that 10 years? In the last, I'll even guess, like, in the last five years, have you even thought about cigarettes? Right. I'm at, I think I'm at, like, six years or something. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It just goes by so quick all of a sudden. Yeah. You stop, and it's like a day turns into a week, turns into a month, and you're like, I've I know. been cigarette-free for four years now. Yeah, it's like, just, how did... Oh, <laughs> Hey, hmm. look how... Look how effing easy that was. Yep. Appreciate that, Jeremy. Congratulations, bro. Charlie says, anyone who's ever selected from a lineup at the Bunny Ranch knows the value of variety. <laughs> shout out to Bridget. That's right. Shout out to Bridget. Charlie. Any Listen, you guys, sex work is every... real work, okay? I'm oh, yeah, yeah. 100%. I'm, I'm never going to. Yeah, I'm never going to be against that. Sex work is real work. Of course it is. It it's is. the oldest profession in the world. Seriously, it is the, the first commodity like, in the ever world. traded. Yes, per first commodity ever traded. Uh, Steve says, uh, I was two packs a day, and now I enjoy vaping on a 21700 Mech Mod with Fruit Loops flavor juice at 3%. I'm in New Jersey, and the wave of disposables is here, but I will stick with my Mech Mod. That's the thing. Stick with what works. Do what Stick you like. with what works. Do what you like. Vape how you want. That's how I do it. That's how we do it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Super chats. Now, Siegel, mm -hmm. heart attacks. Vaping yes. still doesn't cause heart attacks. Nope. A new study authored by Siegel and the University of California Berkeley businessman professor Dr. Clayton Kreicher analyzed data from 175,546 respondents to the annual National Health Interview Survey from 2014 to 2019. So they okay. took years worth of data and 175,000 respondents, mm -hmm. huge. Yep. They found that daily e-cigarette use was only associated with a higher heart attack incidence among people who were also currently smoking combustible cigarettes. And that because, there was yeah. no evidence at all for an increased risk among vapors who had never smoked combustible cigarettes, meaning the initial study has drawn its conclusions about a perceived cause, vaping, the effect, a heart attack, without factoring in a key variable, smoking. Smoking significantly, significantly raises cardiovascular risks. Like, a lot, a lot. Tremendously. That's, I'm trying to think. We need a bad Grim Green analogy. I've been, like, I've been trying to think of one all day. It's impossible. It's like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know. Like, it's impossible. You, you, it's impossible. I, I mean, I don't know. It's Keep something trying. so obvious. Like, I know. Keep you know trying. what I mean? It like, is impossible. I'm covered in green paint. I also went to the grocery store today. In between those two things, I sat on wet paint, but I'm pretty sure the grocery store yeah. caused me to be covered in green paint. Yes. Yes. That that's is a, best that's actually a pretty good analogy. Come up with on the that's fly. That's a pretty good analogy. And then someone on the outside goes, but you also sat in green paint. Shouldn't you account yeah. for that? And then you go, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. That I doesn't went matter. to the grocery. Yeah. So that obviously that's where the paint came from yeah, because that's the only other thing I did besides sitting in the paint. But we don't care about that. Yeah, that's not important. That's not important. That's actually a pretty damn good grim green level uh, bad analogy. Bad analogy. Right there. Yeah. yeah. That really, that actually helped me understand it a little bit more too. I was too. channeling you. Yeah. <laughs> So, in closing, vaping does not cause heart attacks. Vaping has no. never been shown to cause heart attacks. 
No. Bad research has already led to bad policy in the tobacco harm reduction field, making it unnecessarily harder for smokers to switch to a much safer option. Correlation is not causation, and it's concerning when highly qualified researchers fall into such pitfalls at the expense of accurate public health messaging. A correlation between e-cigarette use and heart attack incidents cannot be used as evidence that e-cigarette use will increase heart attack incidents. Nope. That's just not the freaking way science works. No. It's not the way science works. You don't get to ignore half the data and still call it science. Yeah. They left out. And, you know, in this article, and I really encourage you guys to read this article, they left out the the pro heart attack side omitted Mm -hmm. all data from the year 2015. All of it. All the data. And then when they were called out, they're like, well, it doesn't matter. It wouldn't have changed anything. We don't need it. We don't need that data. All the data from 2015, that seems substantial enough that it might might have something to do with something. Okay, one more newsy thing before we start ragging on the FDA. Mm. I've been keeping, I've been trying to keep everybody updated about the Philippines. You remember we've been talking about the Philippines and how Mike Bloomberg gave a bunch of money to the FDA and then they had that like uh, uh, meeting where the Mm -hmm. FDA kind of got called out and they said, where'd you get this money? And then they said, I've been instructed not to answer that. And now Bloomberg might be in trouble in, in, in Philippines. The Philippines, right. This This Philippines FDA. This is the Philippine FDA, right? Yeah. Philippine FDA. Latest from the Philippines. House calls for tighter measures against foreign interference, interference in local policymaking. Yeah. The House Committee on Good Government and Public Accountability pushed for the adoption of national policies prohibiting government agencies from receiving foreign grant money without transparency and accountability and called on the Commission on Audit, the COA, to conduct a full-blown audit on the money received by the Food and Drug Administration from the American Anti-Tobacco Group, the Bloomberg Initiative, to draft policies regulating vaping in the country. Philippines, Philippines, Philippines. They're going after Bloomberg, or at least they're not going after Bloomberg, but they're making sure that Bloomberg can't use his money to influence policy in the Philippines. And if he is trying to do that, he has to be transparent about it. Yep. The Philippines is saying, no, Michael Bloomberg, our FDA is not taking your money to draft vape legislation in this country. We yeah, do not you can't accept, buy us. You can't buy this government. You can't buy the Philippines, Mike Bloomberg. So that, there's some good news. That's yeah. the good news of this stream today. I think that's great. I do too. I'm glad. I'd like to see him finally get caught. And I, at least seriously. Something, something done about it. Like, I know it's not... You know, he's not going to go to jail or anything. Mm, and if he gets fined, know. it's going to be a drop in the ocean of money. But yeah. really, I just want him like publicly humiliated. We can't yeah, his send reputation him to prison. Needs right. to like, be we can, screwed. His reputation needs to be destroyed. Yep. We can't we can't find him. He won't go to prison, but we can publicly humiliate him and make him feel as foolish as we possibly can. Yep. Uh, and that's my goal. And make nobody <laughs> want to work with him anymore. Yeah. And make. Nobody want to work with him anymore. Absolutely. And look, it's a long, it's a long way to the top <laughs> because Bloomberg has literal billions of dollars. Yep. That's okay. So shout out to the Philippines. Shout out to all the Philippine vapors. Keep it going over there. 
I don't know how it works over there if you petition your government or anything like that, but I'll put a link to this down in the description. Thank them for being transparent and I don't know. Do do what you can. Do There's a really can. funny comment in chat. Who says it? Um, is it Sky Kvult? KVLT? Sky Cult? Yes. Yes. He says, he says vapor. Doesn't vaping save lives? FDA. No, because motorcycles don't have doors. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like it. No, because motorcycles don't have doors. I like it. Yeah, that is so accurate. And not only that, they'll give you that answer with a straight face. Oh, mm-hmm. And just expect you to believe it. The deadpan. Deadpan, what? straight face. Because motorcycles don't have doors. Don't have doors. And you just go, I can't tell if he's being serious or not. I can't tell if he's being serious or not. Is he being serious? Is this real life? Because motorcycles don't have doors? What the hell? My favorite new, let's get into some main thing. It's FDA time, my friends. FDA. See, that one gives me enough time to dance. Boom, it's a little more upbeat. It's like, all right, yeah. here we go. We're getting yeah. into it now. The newsy things is a little bit laid back, but main topic, I mean, main thing is like, now it's we're action energized. time. Yeah, now we're, we're energized. It. Now we're energized. Yeah, good on the Philippines for going after Nanny Bloomberg. Uh, I love the crap out of that. So, <laughs> FDA. <laughs> they sent out this tweet recently. Mm -hmm. FDA mm -hmm. issued a marketing denial order to applications for about 55,000 flavored ends from three applicants for failing to provide sufficient evidence demonstrating that their ends products are appropriate for the protection of public health. Now, they received marketing denial orders, right. which is different than the the previous like 4.2 million that got rejected correct right there's a difference right. in these there is a difference so the previous batch uh which was issued actually to one of the three so it gets extra confusing um because one of them got like a whole bunch of their applications essentially thrown out on like a technicality like right. you didn't check all the boxes off the list you didn't right. include this so just no and then, but these, these 55,000 were like, okay, we actually looked at your PMTA, like we reviewed it and we don't know. And we're saying no. And we're just like saying we, no. Yeah. You we checked into it. This. We looked at it and we're not in, we, you did not pass the smell test is you, essentially what they're saying. And their, their reasoning, it isn't even necessarily in this tweet, but they just didn't provide enough evidence that right. their ends products or product or specific product yeah. specific is i feel like this is a case of just the fda moving the the goalposts again because i didn't maybe i'm out of the loop i could be out of the loop i've tried to be nothing but in the loop for 12 years but i could be out of the loop these th this they're they're asking manufacturers to provide like randomized controlled trials that was the interesting thing about right. the, the press release, right? So they weren't, they didn't limit themselves. So they, oh, I'm trying to find the, do you have the section where they actually talk about no, it? No, I don't have um, it up. I will in two seconds. So essentially, let me find it. Control F is your friend, guys. Oh, okay. yes. So um, 
they essentially said that based on existing scientific evidence and the agency's experience conducting pre-market reviews, the evidence of benefit to adult smokers for such products would likely be likely be in the form of a randomized controlled trial or longitudinal cohort study. Although the agency does not foreclose the possibility that other types of evidence could be adequate if sufficiently robust and reliable. <laughs> what do you want exactly? Yeah, I'm sorry. What do you want? What do you want? What do you want, FDA? Like, you might want these, but but also something else might be okay if it's But you're good not going to tell us what it is or yeah. okay. I the, the can I just read a tweet real quick that Please. I retweeted because I thought it was so funny and it is incredibly applicable to this situation. Yes. So Please. this guy guy on Twitter, I probably know him but I don't his Dave Gravy, right? He tweeted and I had oh, to Dave retweet Gravy. this because yeah. it was so good. He said, "Figuring out what the FDA wants included in a PMTA is like figuring out why your significant other is mad at you. You don't know." <laughs> She doesn't know either, but if you don't figure it out, she's probably going to slam a door and you'll end up smoking a cigarette. Yeah, that's really great. That is really great. And that speaks, that's like, that speaks to just the, my libertarianness is kicking in. And that just speaks to the government as a whole to me. It just, it feels like the IRS. It's like, I was going to say taxes are the same. We know how way, much right? you owe, but we're not yeah. going to tell you. And if you no, get you it wrong, to... you're in trouble. It's like, yeah. why are you making this so fucking difficult? Just tell me how much to pay you. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you already know, why do I have to guess? Don't penalize me for not doing your math correctly. Like, it's crazy to me. And that's just, we accept that. That's like a normal yeah. government thing. It's like, nope, that's just how it's always been. Well, it's always oh, yeah. been stupid then. Because that's the stupidest possible. That just speaks to the government. That's like FDA, exact same way. Vague and like, oh, we're not going to tell you what tests you can do, but there are some, yeah. just so you know. And Here's we want to see them. And we want to see them. We're not going to tell you exactly <laughs> what it is that we want to see, but we just want to see good stuff. And we're going to use all vague terms like robust. Yeah. <laughs> and reliable. And reliable robust and reliable yeah so this to me reads like individual products are going to need their own randomized control trial cohort longitudinal study or something equivalent to satisfy fda i guess doesn't that I isn't mean that what it seems like it, i yeah and there was it was interesting to me actually i don't know if you saw this jim uh our our wonderful friend Jim McDonald did a tweet yesterday, I think it was, talking about how actually Stanton, old Glancy, old Glancy, he actually oh, does not one. think that um, RCTs, also known as randomized mm -hmm, controlled mm -hmm, trials, mm -hmm. are a good tool to effectively measure yes. the effectiveness of vaping either. But he has all kinds of different reasons why. So it's it's interesting that we're like, what do you like from my perspective? Vaping, I, I a little bit agree, but for different reasons with Stanton. Like, vaping isn't a medicine. It's not a drug. It's right. not some, it's a consumer product. Yes. So a randomized controlled trial may not accurately reflect, you know, 
the effectiveness People, or how usage it works. habits and things like that too. Right. Cause with a drug, it's like, here's your dose. You take it three times a day. You need to eat with it and you yeah. do this every day and you do not deviate. And then we will see if it cures you. Right. Very like, rigid. Right. Exactly. Vaping is totally different. Nope. You know, and just, ugh, I, yeah. I got real, real upset with this and the idea of like, what exactly is it that you want? Uh, what is this magic data that we yeah. need to give you? To prove this, mm. what is yeah. this magical data? You can't, obviously you can't just go, well, there was a randomized controlled trial in the Eng New England yeah, Journal England. of Medicine yeah, that yeah. doesn't apply to, I need my own randomized controlled trial for a bottle of e-liquid right. to and prove like, that what? this bottle of e-liquid is appropriate for the protection of public health. This needs its own study separate from this bottle of e-liquid that needs its own studies to prove that it is appropriate right. for the protection of public health. Because 98% of the industry cannot afford that. Like, do, do we regulate anything else like that? Drugs. Drugs. That's it. That's it. No other consumer products are regulated no. like that. No. Of course not, because it doesn't make any sense. It's, ri <laughs> it's ridiculous. And the, the worst FDA. part about this, the worst part for me about this, is that cigarettes don't have to do mm. any of this. Free They're pass. just Free on pass, the baby. shelves. Yeah. And this is a direct like solution and or competitor to cigarettes. Yet we have to. Oh, oh your camera. I'll be back. Gone. Hang on. It's the Danielle show. It's the Danielle show. No, but my point is that cigarettes don't have to prove anything. They just get to keep existing. But vapor products have to prove this incredibly high bar that doesn't make any sense and doesn't really apply to our products anyway in any logical sense it is infuriating is the word that was my yes i was rage filled last week when this news came out that's it's what a, i was uh, it's a hundred percent infuriating because we don't like i said we don't we've never regulated anything like this before in the united states and we don't it's a I hate to keep using the term unprecedented, but we are making vaping jump through more hoops than any consumer product I have ever experienced in my life in the United States of America. It's insane how like the standard that we're holding vaping to when there's horrible shit on the market that doesn't get held to that standard, but nope. because it's nicotine and it's new. It's nicotine and it's new tech. It's getting held to this ridiculous standard. I mean, yeah. unattainable standard. It's ridiculous. My favorite tweet, my favorite response to the FDA tweet was Amelia's tweet. Mm -hmm. And I retweeted it because it was just so good. Mm -hmm. This new genre of marketing denial order announcements from FDA tobacco is the federal regulatory agency equivalent of someone sending out a press release every time they take a poo. <laughs> Oh, Amelia. I said, this is classic Amelia tweeting. I love yep. this. Mm -hmm. But it's mm -hmm. true. Like, this isn't a normal thing, all of these FDA press releases. This isn't something no. we normally, like, are constantly, constantly doing. I think it's because there's been so much attention on here. That's right. what I it think. It has to be, right? Yeah. And my hope, this is, I don't even know if I want to say my hope out loud because I feel like it might disappear. Uh, I have this tiny little part of hope that is hoping that FDA is leading with some denials to like satisfy some of the, you know, ants people sure. so that 
they can sneak an approval or two in. Like, fingers crossed. I have no idea if that's what's going to happen, you guys. But I all don't, that, I don't all know. Now is wild speculation. I still believe that th- September, FDA will say that it'll probably be tobacco flavored. Yeah, like a jewel tobacco. Like, I feel like they're going to say are you a not jewel tobacco, give, yeah. maybe even a jewel menthol. Uh, maybe because they did they had an interesting little comment in this press release about menthol did you see that and campaign for tobacco free kids got real upset about it lost their minds do you have it offhand i don't have it um i so i have what fda said um which is the scientific review of menthol ends as compared to other non-tobacco flavored ends products raises unique considerations Mm. Although menthol flavored ends are not included in the decisions described above, meaning none of the products that they, the 55,000 that they Mm -hmm. denied were not menthol, the FDA notes that its reviews will similarly examine whether the evidence in the application demonstrates a benefit to existing adult users that outweighs blah, blah, blah. So they, but raises unique considerations menthol raises unique considerations raises M- unique considerations my theory about that and i and i've got this They're from smarter people <laughs> than me well i think that the fda is thinking right because fda announced a little while ago that they're probably going to do this crackdown on menthol cigarettes right yeah, that they're yeah. going to try to ban them basically yeah, yeah. i think because smarter people told me perhaps that fda might be thinking in a in an effort to get rid of menthol cigarettes for that to work well, they need to allow menthol vaping so that people have a clear transitional path. Yes. So yes. perhaps, but campaign for tobacco free kids lost their mind. Yeah, they they tweeted and they were like, there are no unique considerations. And I was like, Oh, you're having a tantrum. Look how <laughs> cute it is. Oh, do you need a nap? <laughs> Oh, that's so spectacular. Okay, so uh, unique considerations. Unique consider that's there my theory. There could be a menthol. There could be a menthol jewel approved in September. Maybe. There could be there's definitely gonna be a tobacco jewel approved in September. I feel like they have to. There will. I've I hand feel, to God I, it this is going to happen. I feel like they have to. I'm right? I'm I'm, like, I'm recanting my earlier predictions of it being a flavored product. I I I, I, I thought before this 55,000 thing, I thought for sure FDA will release a flavored vape product in September or will approve that says mm-hmm. for the protection of public health. Mm-hmm. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm walking back that now. It's going to be tobacco yeah. flavored, but it still I'm, will be approved. I, I'm nervous about, I don't know what's going to happen with flavors. This sounds like they're not interested in approving anything. And when we say flavored, you guys, we're using right. the FDA's term, which they can... <laughs> They consider flavored to be any flavor that isn't tobacco. The tobacco flavor. For some reason, they think that tobacco is unflavored because that's right. just naturally what the e-cigarette would taste like until you added flavors to it. <laughs> just, that's not how that, that works. It's like what, how, they're what? all flavors, how, how even tobacco. Yeah. But we're going to use FDA speak just mm. so you know we don't murder ourselves with mental gymnastics. Yeah. So unflavored, not flavored, is tobacco. Flavored is all of your candy, you know, mint, whatever you other flavor, bakery, cinnamon yeah. toast crunch, etc. Fruit flavors, right? Exactly. That's the so the FDA yeah tobacco definition. 
Yeah, exactly. So, it, it, who knows? I don't. I feel like FDA left themselves a little bit of wiggle room by adding that last little paragraph in there about menthol having unique considerations. Who knows? Maybe they'll who deny knows? everything anyway. I mean, I don't know, but yeah, I just this was past rage inducing. I had to eat real carb loaded pizza this weekend. Yeah, I was so upset. Pizza Hut, like. No, not pizza. Oh. We got fancy pizza. Oh. I was I was classy, you guys. Fancy pizza. My husband. Well, I don't know if it's like fancy, fancy. It's like mid range fancy. It's this cute little tiny, like you can only fit ten people inside this place in Oakland called La Coco's, and they do like, you know, oh, authentic sounds cool Italian, uh, and they have this pizza that is my husband's like all time favorite pizza in the whole world has been since I met him. And we went and got that this weekend because well, I'm mama needed pizza. <laughs> at, at, at FDA made you do that. I mean, <laughs> they forced me. To, Tim J in with the super chat says, thanks for uh, keep on keeping on with the education. Uh, someday. I think we could have a win down the road. I agree. Oh, uh, Andrew Kumo resigning. So he could not get impeached, but so what we got the last laugh on. We got the last laugh on that narcissist. Nick, you know, we did Tim J. It just doesn't feel as satisfying as if he got taken down for what he said about vaping, you know? Yeah. Vaping yeah. is technically better, but so what? Doctors should have been yelling at that man. But I mean, yes, Tim J. Feels good to have a Cuomo gone. Definitely for sure. Appreciate you, Tim J. Um, one thing that I love is Jim McDonald put together this FDA brief Brief history of the FDA vaping regulations. And this yes. goes all the way back to the very beginning. Yes. The very, very beginning. 2009, it starts off with the, uh, you know, the Tobacco Control, tobacco Act, control right? Act. And yeah, and it covers, I mean, I lived through all this. It's like a timeline of our, of our complete, of our complete timeline of our industry. And it's it spectacular. Is. It covers everything when... I remember when Enjoy sued the FDA, and I remember 2014 when we got the first deeming regulations, and I remember 2016 when we got the second deeming regulations. And my guest is gone. She's just gone. I remember the first. And we're back. Nope. Sorry. And we're back. And we're back. That's okay. You just disappeared. Sorry. I hit the wrong button. I went to mute so I could type because I have a clicky and I wanted Dangle to respond. Dangle clacks. It was, it was, I'm so sorry. I'm back. I swear. I'm Dangle back. clacks. Sorry. <laughs> I, w I want to encourage wow. everybody to go check this out. This timeline. Have you, when was, have you read this whole thing? It's so oh, long. Oh God. Have no. Thing? <laughs> I, I don't think I've read the entire thing, I don't but think it's I've a ever perfect like historical, like, Here's everything, a brief history, basically, mm -hmm. of everything. If you're mm -hmm. a lover, like, when was that thing or what was it? When did that happen? Go look mm -hmm. here. This yep. is bookmark this as a yep. resource. Uh, uh, yes, absolutely. A hundred percent. And it's really interesting going back and reading how this stuff was happening and when this kind of stuff was happening. And I remember talking about, you know, keeping current events in mind. I remember in 2015, I was talking with people about, how they're going to, you know, the FDA is just handing vaping over to big tobacco. I mean, handing vaping over to big tobacco. And we couldn't like at that time, you couldn't see the big picture of like 
what was actually going on because for a while in like 2015, 2016, the idea of the FDA handing vaping over to big tobacco just seemed impossible. Right. It was like hundreds of vape shops, right. thousands of companies, oh, thousands. millions yeah. of vapors. It's like, mm -hmm. no, vaping is way too big now. There's no way the FDA could just hand this over to big tobacco. And then you read this timeline and you mm -hmm. see the events happening. And then you, you know, you look at Evoli and then the vape mail ban and then the deeming regulations and you kind of sit and you go, Oh fuck, that's how they're going to do it. Yeah. Mm, Holy mm. shit. Dude. I mean, yeah, wow. that's what FDA does, right? <laughs> they work with giant pharmaceutical companies yeah. Yeah. and not very many of them. Nope. You know what I mean? That they, they like it that way. They like it streamlined. They don't want to deal with a chaotic mess of all of us basically who are running around like, I just started a business for the first time. <laughs> like, <laughs> yep. you know, I'm not, this is not an insult, but like we are not a like corporate professional industry, right? We're mm -hmm. like your neighbor who started an e-liquid line in their yeah. garage and then progressed up into yeah. a company. Like that's first, a lot of first time entrepreneurs in the vapor space, right? Yes. FTA doesn't want to yes. mess with that. They're like, no. no, you guys are like, no, I don't no. want this. And they I don't want like rich executives yeah. who do what I tell them to do. And like, see, I think this is a case, I'm sure this contributes to it, but the idea of being out of touch and, and the FDA doesn't, deal with things or our government doesn't deal with money. They deal with money in like the billions of dollars, you know? Right. So when Altria says this product is going to generate billions of dollars in revenue right. and billions of dollars in tax revenue. And then a mom and pop vape shop goes, we made $300,000 last year. Right. They don't, they don't, they go, okay, well just close then. We're talking to yeah. Altria, you know? It's like, right. who cares? <laughs> I do feel okay, like that is an then. accurate characterization of the FDA. Like yeah. they're they're like so snobby, basically. Mm -hmm. Oh, 300,000? Whatever. I, I guess don't want if you poor friends. Yeah, Ugh. I don't want poor yeah, you friends. Know. Exactly. Like, uh, Where's Mike Bloomberg and Altria? Where are you? Yeah, well, let's, yeah. Let's, let's keep this up in the billions of dollars rather than in the tens of thousands of dollars. So ultimately, I hate what? They're just shutting down small businesses. It seems I mean, like that's been their goal. And I remember very vividly, you were around in 2016 when mm -hmm. they did the big, big yes. FDA. That was yeah. the biggest shakeup in the history of shakeups. Yes, it was. I feel like the majority of people got scared. The majority of people shut down their businesses post 8-8-2016. Yeah. I but, think a lot of that happened then. But even with all of that, which, by the way, those rules still all exist today, we've been surviving under these rules for years now. I mean, yeah, surviving. surviving, yeah. I mean, yeah. surviving, but we've weathered, we've weathered a lot. And I really think even if FDA approves no flavors, all, I'm confident that every person in this chat and anybody that watches me will still be vaping flavored e-liquids well into the next few years. I mean, even without FDA approval, you know, they know that they can't, they're the FDA. They're not, you know, they're not right. cracking down on you they're in not your a house. Punishment organization. You know, yeah, they're not a punishment. They're a regulatory body and they don't, it's, there's, this is the unfortunate part in my opinion about it is that the FDA has an opportunity to make things safe and legal yes. and easily accessible. But by what they're doing, they are, 
you know, I'm not encouraging anyone to go illicit or go underground, but obviously reality is reality. And that is likely what's going to happen. And while I don't, you know, I don't, I have faith in the people who have been in this industry and know how to make liquid. And I do not believe, but you may have rando other people who decide, oh, here's an opportunity for me to make some money. Mm -hmm. And just like with the Avali situation, right? They're like, oh, this sounds like a good idea for me to add to here to cut some costs because I don't really know what I'm doing. And then lo and behold, you have injuries. So it does present an opportunity for, you know, suspicious players to get involved in an underground market and potentially make mistakes or cut corners. I don't believe anybody within our industry who knows how to make liquid would be doing that. Because making liquid is really easy and also really cheap. So I hope that that wouldn't be. But why risk it, FDA? Why risk it? Like why? why, Yeah. Exactly why risk it? Why risk it? Because maybe does FDA know that e-liquid is just really so simple to make that we can all just make it ourselves? I mean, I don't like you're never going to stop this. So Ever. how about you just get on board and make it as safe as it can be? Yeah, a hundred percent. That's we, what I'm just are you dumb? Yeah. Like you can make these products safe. People are right. millions of people are already using them. Why not make the products that millions of people are already using safer instead of taking them completely away? Yeah. Make them the most safe that they can be. Make them as safe as they can be. And but no, the no, actual FDA products is like, themselves. That is. Yeah, the we're, we're just going to take themselves. them away, and that will solve the problem because we don't live in the real world where people don't listen to us. <laughs> yeah, and even, and I hate that. I've I've said this before. I feel like I'm too progressive these days. I feel like mm-hmm. I'm upset that not everybody's caught up. And the yeah. idea, even sitting here now going, it's 2021 and we're trying to shoehorn vaping harm reduction into 2009 legislation when these products didn't even exist. Yeah. it's all re- We're already too far advanced for the legislation that exists. We've already yeah, moved I'm, past that. We've progressed yeah. past that already. The legislation and FDA, isn't even relevant to what we're doing. Exactly. Anymore. And it's not even specific to us. FDA can't keep up with, look at CBD. Look at Kratom. Look at some of these Delta 8. FDA is not equipped to keep up with the speed at which the consumer market is Mm -hmm. interested in moving and coming up with new products that are more of a, you know, I'm going to call it holistic type product. I'm talking like plant-based. I'm talking like not pharmacology necessarily, not from a drug company. They're looking for other solutions to things. And I'm not... You know, no, people should not run around selling you an oil that's going to cure Alzheimer's. No, I don't think FDA should stop those people. But when it comes to other things, the the world also wants to try more naturally type things. Sure. Plant based things and raging against that and just trying to stop people from doing it is dumb. I'm sorry. It's dumb uh, and it's never going to work. So. You might as well get on board. You might as well and make get on board, it as FDA. safe as you can. As safe as you can. And that's all. I mean, it's not like vaping hasn't wanted or desired regulations. We've wanted regulations. We reasonable. want to be regulated. We want to be right. reasonably regulated. I yeah. was too uncomfortable for too long with the Wild West of vaping. Sure. And for a while, 
you know, because it is technology, it starts looking and feeling like the technology industry to the point where you go, in the span of two years, we went from the iPhone to the iPhone 5 or whatever, like these right. huge technological advances, the right. same things happening in vaping. So the products that parents were concerned about a few years ago don't even exist anymore. I know. It's, we've already moved past that. We're technologically advancing way past what the slow moving government can keep up with. Exactly. And this, you know, like I said, this applies to cannabis, CBD, so Kratom, Delta eight, like all of these other, this is FDA is not equipped mm -mm. in my opinion mm -mm. to handle these kinds of products. Mm -mm. And I was, I was going on a rant a little bit earlier with some friends talking about how rant. the, the more appropriate category, I think for a lot of these products to be in is like a dietary supplement category. I actually think that would be a great category for nicotine vaping, for CBD, for Kratom, you know, because dietary supplements, it's an, I don't, I've done a lot of research into this because I I'm a graphic not. designer and I have to do a lot of packaging. And mm. so I have to understand a lot of this stuff. Mm. And so with dietary supplements, they have a giant grandfather list also, which is a giant list of supplements. And the way that it goes is if the stuff that's in your products is on this giant list, you're good to go. You don't need anything. You can make a product. If your ingredients are on here, you're safe and you're fine. Uh, you have to put a few specific things on your labels, right? Like you need to have, you know, ounces and you need to have like nutritional information and you need to have, you know, not approved by FDA to cure or prevent any diseases. Okay, sure. Yeah, Check. Sure. Fine. Easy. Put that Go on ahead. my labels, right? You can't make any crazy claims like this will cure this is, cancer. Sure. Can't say that. Can't do that. Um, aside from that, you're good. Sell yeah, your product. That's it. Like there may, you know, you have to have protocols for recalling and things like that. But like, sure. Good business we could practices, do, but vaping could fit right into that. And it would be great. It would be yeah. super. It would be excellent. I just, I it think that perfect. that is inappropriate. Yeah. It would like, be perfect. FDA can oversee make sure nobody's doing anything wild and crazy, right? Be able to help with a recall if that needed to happen, if something crazy went. Other than that, leave it alone. Leave it alone. I have, I stand firmly by if smoking cigarettes is a consumer product, then vaping has to be a consumer product. Yep. It, it can't be any other thing. It can't be a medicine. It can't be a regulated drug it can't be any of those things if you want it to work for people it has to be a consumer product it just has to it has to be as easy to get it as the cigarettes are yeah easier more incentive easier to get yeah it. it needs to be yeah. less expensive it needs to be less taxed it needs to be you right know, there's a lot of things that needs to happen yeah well if we're going to pull now from uh jim mcdonald's latest Regarding this 55,000, uh, big headline on it says FDA signals it won't authorize flavored e-liquid PMTAs. I don't super know if I completely agree with Jim McDonald on this, mm, which okay. for the record, I love, I love Jim McDonald. I love mm -hmm. him. I love him like a, like a, like a person I grew up with, you know, a brother not, from another mother. Not, perhaps? Well, yeah, kind of more like that guy who you were pretty good friends with in high school. Mm -hmm. You know, who was like, he was always real cool with you. And you yeah. always go, I, would, I was like Jim. Remember Jim? Yeah. What a great guy Jim was. I remember <laughs> Jim. Like we were kind of tight, but like not like I don't call him when something exciting happens. Right, right. You're not BFFs, As but you're not totally BFFs. cool. Yeah. I, I, and I, 
I feel like this is the the high tension of this whole situation. But the idea that I maybe I'm too optimistic. I don't feel that FDA is saying they will never authorize flavored e-liquid PMTAs. But that's just me being optimistic. It's hard to look at everything they've done mm-hmm. and not come to the conclusion that they're signaling that they won't authorize flavored PMTA liquids. Yeah, I mean, I don't I'm I'm tending to agree with Jim. Mm-hmm. If like Jewel could do like millions and bajillions of dollars worth of science on a mango pod, mm-hmm. maybe. But I don't I don't it, and I'm not real hopeful. I don't know. It, what upsets me really about this a lot too is that there's a lot of studies on flavor and abuse liability in pharmaceutical products and nicotine products and things like gums. Right. There's a right. whole mess of studies that they've done where it shows that if we flavor this gum to be mango blast, it doesn't increase abuse liability for youths. Right. There's lots of studies on this, but not for the specific product trying to go through a PMTA or not for specifically vape products. Right. That's infuriating. It. I mean, why is it different exactly? Why is it different? Spectacular question. I would also like to know. But it says here, uh, today, FDA announced it has rejected 55,000 pre-market tobacco applications from three small e-liquid manufacturers. That eliminates about 2% of the more than 2 million remaining of the 6.5 million PMTAs originally submitted before last year's September 9th deadline. That's interesting to me that it's just really three small companies. These are not yeah. uh, big companies in any capacity. Mm-mm. Great American Vapes runs three locate two locations? Something like that, yeah. But, in like West Virginia or something? Yeah. Uh, Louisiana? Which shout out to Louisiana. Some, somewhere over there. Somewhere over there. Um, small, very small company. It feels like they're just being made examples of, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm confused as to like why these guys, like I understand why they did the 4 million whatever, because mm-hmm. that was like an easy, you are missing this, so bye. Right. Like that was easy, right? But I am sort of surprised because they also indicated that essentially Jewel would be the first one that they would really go through because they said they were going to prioritize based on market share, right? And Jewel obviously, arguably has the largest market share measurable anyway. And so I'm I'm confused because I thought that Jewel would be one of the first ones we would hear about. I don't know if they're if they're doing like some kind of like okay, well, first we did, like, you were missing this, so you're definitely not getting it. And then, like, we looked for, like, five more minutes and found that you were missing this, so you're definitely not in... You know what I mean? If they're, like, going, like, I don't... I don't know why these guys. I don't know. It is odd. They're not big companies. They're just little companies. They probably put 100 people out of business from doing this, maybe less. Yeah, I don't... don't Maybe less than that. These are just small little companies that they're kind of making examples out of it says right. here fda says it will continue to review other pre-market tobacco applications for non-flavored tobacco or for non-tobacco flavored ends to determine whether there is sufficient product specific scientific evidence of a benefit to adult smokers to overcome the risk posed to youth and they say things like to overcome the known risks posed to youth now is this just standing on nothing 
I would like for them to tell me what the known risks me are too. to youth. Me too. I would too. really like an answer to that question. Me too. Because all we've heard is that they're using them and that it may give them brains, worm brains, worms in their brain. All they've got is nicotine dependence. It could right. create nicotine dependence Can't or addiction if you're going to be extra, right? But what does that do? What is that a risk of? Yeah. You know, I have a caffeine dependence, but nobody yeah, cares. A lot because, of people do. Nobody cares. You know, like what exact? There's no, in my opinion, there are no known harms. No known harms, or, and no known harms to youth. That's what I mean. No known harms yeah, to youth. No known like, harms. What, but they're really relying on this. Like they're putting all of their weight on this. Yeah. Look, there has to be a fuck ton of evidence to determine right. whether this, you know, a, a fuck ton of evidence for this specific product, whether it's an e-liquid bottle or whatever, that this specific product is going to benefit adults and more than it hurts kids more, you know, more than the risks posed to youth. What risks posed to youth? Another thing that Janet Woodcock has said that has annoyed me to no end is talking about the potential of youth use. So they're getting upset about Youths using Future. vapes that they're not even vaping. Right. It's like Potentials. potentially vape. Mm -hmm. A kid born today could potentially vape in 12 years. And that's who we're worried about. Right. Not people alive today. They're going to die like right. in two years. Not people alive but, today that, you, you know, know, have crippling COPD and emphysema right. and, you know. Right. Unbelievable. They're worried about people are born yet. That's really caring about the kids. I know. That's really, really caring about the kids. The one thing that sticks out to me, and I, maybe we have mentioned this, product-specific scientific evidence. Do, it, am I right in assuming that you need to provide specific evidence for each skew that has been submitted to FDA? I don't know what how crazy they would be on that. I know I was- It seems was, like they're being the most- yeah, I was under the impression that there are definitely manufacturers out there who thought or were hoping that FDA would accept studies that were not product specific to their mm -hmm. product, right? That like, you know, uh, yeah. Constantinos Farsalinos had done or, you know, Cochrane or, you know, yeah. whatever, that stuff that they had looked at might suffice. This specific wording that FDA used calls that into question, Yes. Um, so it's like, uh, and I don't know if like you would need, you know, maybe if they wanted you to do like an RCT, for example, you could do like one flavor and all your different nicotine strengths randomized in there. And then that could be like, I don't know what they, I don't know what they want. You I don't even know if they know what FDA they want. is not being clear as to, as to what they want. It's insane. What? Insanity. That's Never. insanity. So uh, some of these small e-liquid companies, one that I know for sure, have tossed around the idea of synthetic nicotine. Yes. This this idea of TFN, tobacco-free nicotine, nicotine, because it doesn't exactly fall under the Tobacco Control Act. It's Correct. Not, it's not regulated as anything right now, is it? Right, because to be regulated by FDA as a tobacco product, your product has to be made or derived from tobacco or be a part or component or accessory. There's a mm -hmm. little bit of a loophole there. But tobacco, TFN, which like you said, stands for tobacco-free nicotine. I think there may also be another brand name for it, yeah. is made in a lab. It is synthetic. So they do not use 
the tobacco plant. They do not use eggplants. They do not use anything. It is made synthetic. in a lab. Full, fully synthetic. And so that technically does not meet the definition of a covered tobacco product, which has to be made or derived from tobacco or is an accessory or component. And so technically that is for the moment I would say an FDA loophole that does appear. I actually found a section on FDA's website. It was under like a frequently asked questions thing that said, you know, what if I made a closed system pod device using synthetic nicotine? And FDA actually said, technically, that would probably be outside of our jurisdiction, we think. So they have said, you know, to varying degrees that, likely that is not under their purview now Mm. could they get it under their purview with like a year or two or maybe with some rulemaking or an act from congress yeah yeah, sure yeah like that but at the moment technically no it does not appear that they can regulate that especially if it's in like a closed system device because then the consumer you know can't arguably manipulate it or change it or add something to it you know like that but that's not the most imminent threat to synthetic nicotine because FDA is slow, right? It would probably take them a year or more to come yeah. up with rules or it would take Congress some time to put a thing. And even then FDA would have to come up with rules. So it would take some time. What does not take time is states, individual states, putting language into their bills right. that wraps synthetic nicotine in with tobacco and derived nicotine happened in a or few places bans it completely yeah. i believe that there are at least 10 states who have already done this or are working on it writing so, in synthetic oh, yeah. nicotine tobacco yes. free nicotine yeah or their language is so vague that they just say nicotine and that may cover synthetic or tobacco derived right mm-hmm. like so you know, I I understand that people are looking for a direction, and I in terms of FDA, this is not the worst idea. TFN is not the worst idea that anybody ever had, Mm-mm. but you need to watch out for the states because this is already on their radar, and they're already writing legislation to regulate yeah. it the same way or you know ban it or something. So I just think manufacturers should be aware of that. I think it's that, a a pretty clever way to stay afloat for a little while longer. I think that's how I feel about tobacco-free nicotine. I think it is a loophole, but I think it's I think it's personally too big of a risk just because like you said, it's not regulated in any way right now. Mm-hmm. It's regulated in zero ways right now. So by FDA, yeah. By FDA. It could easily become uh, a drug and be regulated as a drug delivery device. Which would be, I mean, pharma like that would be impossible, right? So you could, FDA could try to do that. Yeah. yeah, FDA could try to do that. There's, I think it's a loophole, but I don't know how long it's going to last. And just anecdotally, there was a time uh, when I ran a liquid company. Well, I didn't run it, but I ran a liquid company, mm-hmm. and uh, we had. This was in 2016 after the first deeming regulations. We had tossed around the idea of using tobacco-free nicotine, TFN nicotine. Um, people and people smarter than me and lawyers suggested not to do that mm-hmm. just because it's kind of the Wild West and no one mm-hmm. knows what's going to end up with tobacco-free nicotine. I mean, this was mm-hmm. years ago, so we could have been yeah. using it this whole time. Right. 
but nobody knows what's going to happen with tobacco-free nicotine. And not that this really matters. It doesn't taste the same. Mm, it tastes bad. I've never had it. I've it never had it. It does not taste good. It doesn't taste... So Smacks, one of my favorite e-liquid companies of all time from back mm-hmm. in the day, RIP Smacks, they switched their whole line to TFN for a few months. I had a whole mess of TFN Smacks and I was mm-hmm. vaping it, but it wasn't, it didn't taste like any of the Smacks I had had before. It was like my favorite juice, Pony on Acid. It wasn't mm-hmm. quite there. It was something was really weird and off with it. Mm. Turns out all the customers thought the same thing. So Tyra hit me up on the side and said, hey, just so you know, we're ditching TFN because of too many flavor complaints. Ah. Rather than reformulate all of our liquids for right. TFN nicotine, we're just going back to regular nicotine so you can get the POA that you like still. Interesting. So I, said, I wonder you. what about it changes the flavor. I mean, uh, I have no idea. You know, nicotine, uh, you know, well, nicotine, obviously it's, I'm trying to sound smart here. Nicotine is from the earth, you know, it's a uh, organic, it comes from organic. Right, right. So I'm assuming there's, you know, when e-liquid steeps, that's nicotine mm-hmm. oxidizing and reacting right. with the liquid and that changes the flavor. And mm. I think TFN doesn't go through that oxidizing process and will never, it's basically like, I, I don't know if anybody's a DIYer, but if you mix zero milligram, it tastes different than if you mix three milligram. TFN liquids all taste like the zero milligram. There's never a reaction that happens. There never, there's never a nicotine oxidizing Interesting. reaction that happens. It just tastes way different, way different. Okay, okay, interesting. Way different. So if an e-liquid company is planning on going down the TFN route, I would say don't just throw TFN in replacement of your nicotine. You're probably going to have to rework your flavors so they still taste the same. Mm. Because if you just do the TFN and just throw it in there like nicotine, it's not going to, it's going to taste different. It's going to taste weird. Your consumers will definitely notice, especially like long-term consumers who I'm not one of these people, but I love these people who just vape one liquid. It's like, nope, I got, yeah, one liquid. I got one juice and I vape it and it's my favorite juice. And you would know if that went TFN, you would know instantly. And okay. with juice being such like a picky thing, mm-hmm. there's been times where it's like, uh, I can't vape anything because I don't like any of these liquids. Juice yeah. flavor is really hyper important. Oh, yeah. And I think even throwing it off a little bit with the flavor. Do you you remember you you know that moment when you realize saying. you really need to rewick? Like it's starting to taste funky. It is time to rewick. Oh yeah. And I I hate rewicking. I'm hate the it. laziest vapor Me that too. ever existed. So when that starts happening, I like, I'll pick it up and I'm like, oh no, I need to rewick. This doesn't taste very good. And then I put it back down. I do something else. I forget. I pick it back up. I'm like vaping. And then I vape. Oh, and I'm like, yeah, oh no. no. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, I hate everything right now. Yeah. My vape doesn't taste good. And I have <laughs> to do a lot of work experience. to make it taste good. And now I hate everything. Like, yes, that's me for like I've been five there. minutes. I've been there. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. And that's one of those TFN. It's just a thing. I would like to see as many people use TFN as possible. Honestly, I don't think they're going to, I don't know. I just don't want people to get in trouble. I worry about the states. Yeah, I worry about the states. Like that's like, you're, you know, FDA, I, from what I know and everything I've read and everything that all the other people who are smarter than me have been theorizing, including FDA themselves, it doesn't look like TFN would get you in trouble with FDA. 
but the states doing what they're going to do move yeah. much faster than FDA mm -hmm. and they are already on this. So whether or not it would, you know, prolong your business or not, I cannot answer that for you because a lot of it depends on where you're located and where your customers are located and what your state is doing and what your customer states are doing. And, you know, I just, I don't like, I wish that there was an easy, like, whoop, we just do this and then we're all good. Yeah. I and don't the know. FDA just goes, Oh, you guys, you got yeah. us. All right. You got Keep us. Going. Guess it's over. We Guess had a good run over. by like that would be, but that was fun super. though. Right. That was fun. Right. though. Good. Right. Good fun. 12 years punch them in the nose for that but you know <laughs> we do not figuratively condone figuratively violence not literally anybody or even the fda or even mike bloomberg yeah no not not literally just not in my literal mind literal violence but yes yeah i you know i don't know i want to see what happens with this tfn i'm at the point I, now where it's like fucking just let's go let's try it I mean, I'm like, if you try are a business it. and this is your last ditch effort, like, just try. I don't know. Go for it. Like, go I don't, it. you TFN. know, what else do you have to lose besides your business that you're already about which, to lose? Yeah, which like, technically FDA is kind of breathing down your neck anyway. Right. About it. Like, like I'm, I don't, I don't have advice for anyone, but I am interested to see what happens because clearly people are already doing it. Yeah, and I would really encourage you now that this is going to be like a thing. Try on some TFN. Try on if you can find some tobacco-free nicotine. Try it and see if you even like it. Because there's some people that I've talked to that will just vape and vape and vape tobacco-free nicotine and not get any nicotine-like satisfaction from it. They'll just vape and vape and vape and go. Nope, I need regular nick. And they'll go. Oh, interesting. There it is. Feel satisfied. Yeah. It's completely synthetic, and your human biological makeup and synthetic nicotine your nicotine receptors might not be stoked on it, which does happen. So it's a, it's a, it's a whole big experiment. I'm going to finish yeah. this off here where it says one of the three companies that received an MDO today has already announced that it will relaunch its products. Yeah. Using synthetic nicotine, the FDA's tobacco control act mandate is to regulate nicotine derived from tobacco. As Danielle was pointing out, regulating synthetic products might require a new FDA rulemaking or an act of Congress. What is clear is that the FDA never intended to fairly regulate open system vape products. From the 2014 draft release of the agency's deeming rule until today, the Center for Tobacco Products has looked forward to the moment it would eliminate the wild west of the independent vaping industry and turn vaping over to the same corporate tobacco behemoths this disruptive technology was designed to replace. That's big, Jim McDonald. That's a real big deal. And it's uh, that's just a little bit deflating, isn't it? Yeah, hence my pizza this weekend. Yeah, hence the deflating pizza this weekend. I am, I'll, I'm going to have links to literally everything down in the description down below, uh, including things that I didn't talk about. Uh, there's two uh, Filter Magazine articles that I think are really spectacular. One of them by Alex Norcia has to do mm -hmm. with this 55,000 and the idea of synthetic nicotine. And this is just where we're at. Yep. That's it. We've landed right here right now in the middle of this whole tobacco harm reduction fiasco and let me tell you in 2009 i don't know that i thought it would be going on this long yeah it is just a grinding long grinding long process oh, oh camera's man. out again oh it overheated
<gasps> oh Dude, no! So much news going on. Okay, here, hang on. Let me, uh, Couldn't handle all the butter. Let me switch it to the uh, yeah. Oh, that oh, works too. Oh, okay, and then like no one would even notice, except I have to scrunch down now. Okay, you guys. It's well, fine. I just I I just quit the stream earlier. So we're, <laughs> we're on a roll yeah, today. You just straight up left. Yeah, I, I hit hang up. up left. You're like of mute. Nuts What's falling on us? <laughs> it's my security sticker that covers my webcam. Oh, so you can't see me? I use a billetbox.info sticker so that, uh, you know, NSA can't watch me watching porn. I like to cover my webcams. It's a security I mean, thing, you know? You know, I've that way when you get that, mail. yeah, and when you get that scam email that says, I have footage of you and I've seen what you do on your computer, you can be like, no, I cover my uh, webcam. You're no, lying. You, you saw the back of a billetbox.info sticker, motherfucker. Yeah, you didn't see shit. <laughs> so listen, not a lot of great news today, you guys. That's just where we're at right now. And... I don't know. There's nothing else to say. That's just where we're at right now. We keep fighting. We keep climbing up shit mountain. We keep sometimes breaking laws when necessary. We, we continue mean, to be combustion free at, at all costs, you know, combustion free at all costs. And that's just kind of where we're at. The next between now and the next TBN is going to be a, a great time. In vaping, it's going to be a great time in harm reduction because between now and the next TBN is September 9th. September 9th happens in between our next two episodes. So next TBN, we can come back and talk all about what happened on September 9th. I mean, it's pro it may be popping until then. We don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Well, when we're going to come back and talk about what's on September 9th, I think uh, Jewel's going to get approved for the protection of public health. And I think that's going to throw people on their on their heads. And here's the thing. Here's where I'll leave us. Even if FDA approves no flavored vaping products, no flavored vaping products, FDA only approves one tobacco jewel, and they can say vaping this jewel is appropriate for the protection of public health. What that has done is opened the floodgates this much because now FDA has said that vaping is appropriate for the protection of public health. It's a small step away from saying this is the same as a jewel, so this is for, for the protection of public health. Right. This is the same as this, so this is for the protection of public health. I mean, this is the logically, same as this, so this is for the protection of public right. health. Right. Logically, once, one would once think. Once they pass that threshold of saying that vaping is for the protection of public health, I think that's when uh, things are going to start turning around much faster, IMO. Maybe I'm just trying to be too optimistic. I mean, I appreciate your optimism because I was like in the gutter over the weekend, so... I'll be that, and you be you, be and then optimism. between the okay. two of us, yeah. we'll survive. We'll, you yeah, know? We'll, we'll end. We'll end up being a centrist. I'll let you, know? you not like float into the clouds of everything's going to be fine, <laughs> yeah. and you keep me from like. Yeah, you I'll know, keep you out of the pit. Putting my head on a railroad. <laughs> <laughs> That's dark. That's dark. Daniel, I'm sorry. Please. I'm That's sorry, dark. you guys. I'm sorry. FDA I made me real, do it. I was real sad this week. FDA made me do it. I mean, they definitely made me eat pizza. I should sue. You should sue. I, what, emotional okay. distress. I think, I think 
that in the future, there is the potential for legal recourse against the Food and Drug Administration in regards to how they're regulating less harmful vapor products. I mean, I hope so. That's what I have to say. I hope so. I really hope so. Man, I really hope so. Uh, I think there was one more. Super chat. Super chat. Eric Richardson, three years smoke-free this October. Woo! Thanks to both nice. of you for sticking with us through this mess. Look, I'm going to be here till the end. I'll be here until it's just me and you, Eric, and we're just talking about coils or whatever. Like, we're the last two vapors on earth, Eric. Still keeping this going, though. Anthony, mm -hmm. it's very gracious of you. Hey, guys, I want to say hi from the UK. First time I get to watch you guys live. Uh... Love you a lot and what you do. Keep up the amazing work, Grim. Uh, bits, single coil RDAs. Bits, single coil RDAs. I have the same reaction as you. Love you. I understood that, Anthony. Big single coil RDAs. Boosh. Bump that fist, Anthony. I gotcha. I gotcha. I've been on a big single coil kick lately. Anyway, mm. that's neither here nor there. I'm going to say uh, thank you guys for coming out. Really very much appreciated. Thank you for fighting the good fight. Thank you for staying with us. It's, you know, it's 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 shitty. It puts you in a bad mood every single time, but we have to be informed and we have to know the reality of where we're at. And, we do. Uh, you know, maybe I'm a little bit more optimistic because I've been here before. We've, in 2009, this is what vaping felt like. Yeah, and in 2014 and in 2016. In 2014 and in 2016, but really... I'm getting strong, like early vaping vibes where it was a black market. There was yeah. nothing was legal back then. Right. <laughs> we were all sharing recipes on ECF and sending each other liquids, you know, far from the sensitive eyes of the Food and Drug Administration. Right. It reminds me of the early days of the black market. It got better then. It's going to get better now. I just believe that I'm an eternal optimist and uh, I'm not going to apologize for that. I'm on a mission to civilize. <laughs> yeah, you are. You guys, so that's a good. newsroom reference. And yes. if you don't know it, you should watch it. Watch the newsroom. Please watch the newsroom. Real quickly, let me tell you, I, I texted you this. We finished it. Yeah. Yep, and it was okay. like. <sighs> I know. <sighs> I know. Started over. We instantly yeah. it was like, start it over. Start Again. over. Here Again. we go. It was mm -hmm. so great. It's such oh, a great yeah. show. Such I've watched a it like show. five times. I may watch it again. I just watched you it a couple should. months ago. I'll probably it's do it so again. It's great. It's so great. It's and on HBO, you guys. HBO, Look it up. The newsroom. Uh, best role, in my opinion, ever for um, who Jeff is the Daniels. lead actor? Yes. Jeff best Daniels. Jeff Daniels role of his career, in he my plays opinion. It so well. And the one thing <sighs> I wanted to say here, I'll say this before we go about newsroom. You can tell that Jeff Daniels is not a cigarette smoker. <laughs> that whole he's he's a smoker in this show but right, he's right, clearly right. really uncomfortable like holding cigarettes yeah. and yeah. he puts the filter like all the way in his mouth and every time he does it i'm like ah why are you doing that <laughs> ah, don't do that <laughs> you're obviously not a smoker just stop Doesn't pretending to smoke to... No. <laughs> anyway that's cute that's i just cute. thought that was funny anyway danielle yeah. jones thank you for being here thank you for for being my co-host and fighting the good fight and helping inform our, our vaping community. It's very much appreciated. Um, I'll have links to literally everything that we guys, that we guys, we guys, we guys, literally everything that we guys talked about down in that description below. So from all of us here uh, at the TBN news center, all of us, all of us here at the TBN news center, 
Thank you so much for watching. Remember that vaping is at least 95% less harmful for you than burning deadly combustible tobacco cigarettes. So no matter what's in your hand, you guys, absolutely. Let's keep on vaping. I don't have an outro anymore, so I'm just going to wave and say bye. bye. Keep waving, okay?